Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya, folks. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 169 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on September the 7th, 2018. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined as always... Oh, wait, I'm not joined as always by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. That wasn't even shtick. I was about to just say it, even though he's not here. Uh, so, folks, uh, Pete and I are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Okay, so earlier today, Pete and I got together with our old buddy Dave Weiger from Magical Travel and recorded an amazing episode for you guys. So that episode, um, unfortunately, was... Um, the file was corrupted. We lost the episode, but we promised content. So, you know, we, you know, Pete, obviously, you know, he has a family and everything. He couldn't come back. Dave couldn't come back. So um, we had to postpone that episode until next week. We will be re-recording with Dave to answer your questions and, you know, bring you guys impression requests and answers to your planning questions. Which we've already answered them once, so answering them a second time should be pretty awesome. Uh, but I've brought in uh, two special guests with us. Yeah, that's right. Not just one, but two. Uh, two special guests. You've heard them on the show before, folks. It is, uh, they're creepy and they're kooky. They're all together spooky. They're all together ooky. They're the Adams family. They're Zachary and Becky Adams. Do uh, you like how I did that? that just, I, didn't, I didn't plan that. Very clever. Yeah. Look and at you. It, and it fits with the theme. So, uh, Zach and Becky, welcome back to Two Men and a Mouse. Thanks for having us again. As always. Yep. So this is the fourth time, I believe, uh, a member of your family has graced the airwaves. Becky was on with us when we did uh, Walt Disney World vs. Disneyland. Zach and I did uh, The Orange Bird together. And then I had the two of you on to talk about Disney bounding. So you guys are no strangers to the audience. And uh, you're going to be here in two days, in two weeks, not two days. Two days. Oh, gosh. I wish it was two days. Yes. (laughs) 14 days, two weeks, we'll be down there. Yes, yeah. We have shenanigans planned. It's going to be super fun. Um, uh, You want to talk about your trip a little bit? Where are you guys staying? People like to hear that stuff. Okay. Uh, We're going to be staying at Pop Century. Cool. um, Because, well, it's it's our favorite value, I think. What uh, decade are you hoping for? Um... 50s, 60s is what I like. I actually, I want kind of want to stay in the 70s because that's the only one I haven't stayed in. Hmm. Um, I think I did the 60s when I was there. First time I stayed um, back when my daughter was three, I stayed in the 90s. Uh, second time was in the 50s. We stayed in the 60s. 60s. Yeah. Um, and I've stayed in the 80s, which I was born in the 80s so it was like hi childhood yes and i i stayed in the <laughs> 80s we both did the 80s in separate trips so the 70s is the only one we haven't done have you done the 90s yeah yeah my first trip i oh, did the 90s right. yeah I, that's the one i really want to stay in is the 90s um because i'm a 90s kid yeah well hey there you go 
Okay, so we are going to be talking Halloween stuff uh, tonight. We're going to be talking Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, how you prep for it, uh, ways to maximize your experience while you're there. But that's the e-ticket attraction. But first, we've got the news brought to you by Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Um, So we are going to jump into the worldwide news first. You guys ready for this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Super exciting news like for people like us, probably not for other people, but there is a new look to the Magical Express buses, a whole new like style rolled out. I, I've seen a couple photos. I'm excited. Do you like them? Do you like, like what they look like? Yes, I do. It's, it's very, very reminiscent of uh, the, um, the ships. Yes, uh, the cruise for, line. You know, like Disney Magic, Disney Dream. Yeah, Disney Cruise Line. Um, and having, having the characters on it, it, it makes it a little bit more special. I like it. Yeah, I like being able to see. So essentially, folks, if you've never seen it, now the it looks like portholes in the side of the bus for the windows, and you can see the characters inside. Like they're going too, like as if they're not already there. Um, so we have a new character coming to Disney parks, uh, but it's going to be in more than one park. So I put it in worldwide news. Have you ever heard? Have you heard of Vampirina? It's a new Disney Junior. Yes. Show. Yeah. So yes. Vamp- Vampirina is coming to the parks. I believe she's already in Disneyland. Uh, but she's going to be on her way to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party uh, from September the 9th. During the party, you can meet her at the Storybook Circus Disney Junior Jam Dance Party because Disney loves its dance parties. Oh, God, oh love a love dance. It. It. Love it. I swear to God. And you know what? Before they were starting to like throw in, like announce like Guardians of the Galaxy ride and Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land, it seemed like every day Universal and SeaWorld were like, new roller coaster, and Disney was like, new dance party. But like, clearly they were saving it all up oh yeah it, 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 there's a dance party everywhere well in disneyland we've been having dance parties forever because we had mad tea party we had electronica i mean it was but let's those, just rebrand yeah. that section of the but park those were those were actual dance party experiences mm-hmm. the dance parties at, at walt disney world seem to just be let's take two characters nobody cares about and play remixed versions of disney tunes the one dance party that I really thought was cool was the club villain experience because it was actually in like a like a setting like with the villains. Yes, the, I thought that was pretty neat. But yeah, most of them are just like, "Hey, come out into the Tomorrowland area and dance with the Incredibles." Like, watch Mr. Yeah, Incredible with the Yeah, I was just gonna say the Incredibles one. Yeah. Uh, so later in the fall, Vampirina will be holding a meet and greet in the animation courtyard of our Disney's Hollywood Studios, and will also be a part of the new Disney Junior Dance Party, which replaces the current <laughs> Disney Junior Live on Stage, which broke my heart when I heard about that. <laughs> I know. I... It, well, now, I don't know about Disney World, but in Disneyland, they got, that was like a whole puppet show. It's a puppet basically. show in Disney World, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, like, whenever I would go with a friend that has a kid, we would always go in there and I would have to hide how excited I was to go watch Disney Junior live on stage because I really love it. You should never <laughs> have to hide how excited you are. We're just uh, big kids. Exactly. And, and you know, with puppets and, and whatnot. It's my puppets, first right? love. Yeah. Uh, so she will also be making daily appearances at the Disney Junior Play and Dine at Hollywood and Vine Breakfast from September the 30th. Uh, Vampirina debuted on Disney Junior in October of 2017 and has just been renewed for a second season. So two seasons, that's more than enough to roll out the uh, roll out the costumes, which I'm hoping means that we're getting DuckTales characters soon. Oh, oh that would be awesome, wouldn't it? I am, I am about that life. Did I you... saw an ornament. There was a, a new DuckTales what? ornament on Tell me the everything. Disney store. Tell me everything. It's, it's <laughs> Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby. <gasps> and it's it. the... 
four of them just kind of standing there having a conversation. I believe it was on the Disney store. The best moment with them is when they're in la- when they're in the plane and the Darkwing Duck ending theme song is playing and, and just like bleh, 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 like um, <laughs> so funny. That 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 show is so good and it references so much of the you know the nineties Disney mm-hmm. show, um, and it's all real tongue in cheek and wink wink nudge nudge yep. to us parents. But will be completely new for for the kids. And when they reference the gummy bears, I was just like, "Where is this going?" Yes, they <laughs> they really hit it out of the park. Yeah. They they hit it out of the park with that. And as Doctor Who fans, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. the last episode that had Catherine Tate and David Tennant, yeah, both in ma- the same episode, making Catherine Tate out. magic a dispel was a really brilliant move. I have, yes. I, just, I just got a shirt. Um, it's Scrooge wearing David Tennant's uh, outfit from Doctor Who, hanging out of the TARDIS with Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and it's a doc- it's his Docktails on it. Oh my oh, god, that's awesome. great! That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have it choosing her to uh, be magical. That was great. I am not bothered about it at all. Bothered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you guys saw the um, the finale, which was just absolutely incredible. Oh, out of the park! Out of the park! I mean, everything about it. Like it was just such a. <laughs> The the I'm not gonna spoil it for people that haven't, but I will just say launch pad on, to, on when he's on the front of the plane, when he's oh, fighting. Oh. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh, so so good. I I just love all the references and like Webby. There was that moment with Webby where I was just like, oh my gosh, you go girl. Like yeah. My Webby. my the biggest thing that I'm happiest about. Of course, obviously, I was you know, a preteen when the original Ducktales came out. Um is that on this one now Huey, Dewey, and Louie are their own yes. ducks. Yep, they are their own uh, characters now. They are not, um, <laughs> they are no longer um, speaking in unison. One duck, and, yeah. yeah They're one, not one duck in stereo. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, I just, I just, I'm wondering what, like season two, did you see like the, the Comic-Con stuff that they announced at se- for season two? I have not, no. There's a Three Caballeros episode. I okay. I had heard a reference. Yeah, that three caballeros. They're they're bringing in Panchito and Jose Carco. Um, they are doing um, or Carcoa. I forget how to say it. They it's they, Jose Carioca. Yeah, he's Brazilian. They showed, of the three caballeros, only one of them's Mexican. Yes, they they showed um, Bubba the cave duck. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And there was a picture of Beakley dressed as Darkwing Duck. Huh. That's fun. So that's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that. Um the Don Carnage episode, by the way. I know we're falling into a DuckTales hole here, but like the Don Carnage episode. The Don Carnage episode was money. Avast you lads who be faint hearted. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. Well it was funny, when you showed me that, I had not seen it. And that specific music uh snippet Mm -hmm. that Kevin sent me, it was if anybody's seen Gallivant, which was also an ABC mm-hmm. um, sitcom, kind of, I guess, but it was a musical show. It was very reminiscent of the Pirates, this pirate song yes. from Gallivant. Yeah. I was yeah. like, whoa. What? Yeah, I'm wondering, maybe, the, maybe there was some creative team, uh, you know, crossover. Well, well um, Alan Menken Yeah, did. Alan Menken was who headed up Gallivant. Oh, and I didn't know that was Alan he, Menken. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. if you listen to uh, the Gallivant theme song, 
which it's I do all the, the time. It's the same song, like the the da 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 da. da. That's from Beauty day. and the Beast. That's that's the huh. Beast song. And da na 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 na. Yeah, yeah. Lightest trace. It's the same three. Because the first time it's we the watched, same chords. Yeah, the first time I watched Galatian, I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like but, that. But it's like it's like uh, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. You can't really get in trouble for ripping off yourself. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> the um you know with uh with ducktales the one the last thing i'll say about it is the thing that i really love about it is we live in an era now where people get to where like revivals of things from the past are happening and being created by people that are fans of that thing and yes. so there's so much respect given to it there's so much you know well i mean there's you know there's two sides of that coin there's you know jj abrams with with episode seven like you know he was like i was a fan of this and now i get to and he did it with star trek too like this is a thing i was a fan of and now i get to do it again and i wanted i wanted to do it justice seth mcfarlane with the orville is basically his love letter to star trek and then you have people like ryan johnson who ruin things um oh so, this is not a hole we need to go down no no um, let's not but you know the other thing that i i've seen recently that's like that is i don't you probably haven't read it but uh kyle higgins is doing a power rangers comic book and it is so good, so so so. I I, I was too old for yeah. for Power Rangers. Oh, that was so right I'm in my wheelhouse. Still, I was in third grade. Yeah, um, so. it was. I think my brothers caught the tail end of it, but they're nearer your age than they are mine. So here's some news that you will like as a new pass holder. Uh, Disney is offering dedicated pass holder support now. Uh, so really? the, yep, Disney is continuing to improve its offerings for annual pass holders. It was Walt Disney World with the at Walt Disney World with the addition of a new dedicated pass holder support service. VI pass holder support allows pass holders to get in touch via phone, online chat, or email. Hiccuped uh, for help with all aspects of annual pass usage. Uh, pass holders can call 407 WW Pass between 7 and 11 p.m. daily. Uh, during those same hours, online chat can also be accessed. Was that your cat? Yes. Yeah. Sorry about that. Screaming. Oh boy. He doesn't have an annual pass. <laughs> so I have some Disney Springs slash resort news. Uh, the Disney Springs resorts. Uh, this year they were opened up to extra magic hours and the sixty day fast pass booking. Those benefits will continue through twenty nineteen. Have you ever stayed at one of the Disney Springs resorts? No. Um. Actually, a few years ago, my boss stayed at one for a conference. Oh nice. Um but he is not a Disney person. Mm. Uh all he did at Disney Springs is he went to the Harley store which doesn't exist anymore. Actually the Harley store does still exist. They moved Oh it. does it? It's they just moved. they moved it. Yeah. Oh. They moved it over by World of Disney now. Uh and where the oh. where the Harley store was is <laughs> it's the Disney style store which has Becky written all over it. Uh, Oh, totally. Um, yeah. So, what else do we got here? Oh, so the uh, for those of you that don't know, the Disney Springs resorts or hotels, I guess you should really call them. There are a string of hotels that are on Hotel Plaza Boulevard, which are right uh, going down the the street past Disney Springs. And there's shuttle service. I believe there's shuttle service to the parks. I see the Disney Springs uh, bus going to and from. I don't know how often it runs, but if you stay at that first one, I think it's a Wyndham right there you can actually walk to disney springs it's right across the street you just walk to disney yep. springs and take the buses to the parks from there little yes little yeah life hack yeah. for when, you when we did the uh cab service from from the other park on the dark side you're allowed to talk about it off. on this show 
Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, when we when we did a Universal Day, uh, when we brought got a cab back, that's where they dropped us off. It was like right next to Disney Springs at yeah. that hotel. Yeah, I I think those are really great hotels for people that maybe can't afford or don't want to do a Disney resort, or they just don't want like an overload of Disney. I mean, especially now that it's got those new those Disney Resort style benefits to it. Yep. Water park news. Typhoon Lagoon's refurbishments for 2019 have been set. That will start on January 16th and reopen on March 17th. So if you are taking a trip during that time and you want to water park it up, uh, you've got to go to Blizzard Beach, which will be open. Uh, Blizzard... Time to skim. Yep. Absolutely. Time to, time to skim, up those, uh, skim up those refurbishments. Uh, I actually just upgraded my annual pass to a Platinum Plus, so now I can go to the water parks. Really? Yeah, it was because I went to that that Moonlight Magic at Typhoon Lagoon and had such a great time. And some of my friends who we went with also have water park passes, so I have people to go with now. Well, it's only like a $50 difference or something like that, right? Yeah, it's not much. I mean, it's like um actually no, it it was more than a $50 difference, I believe. It oh. was It was more it was definitely more than that because I think I pay like an extra 10 bucks a month now. Oh. So, okay. it was something like that. Um, uh, so Magic Kingdom uh, news at the ma- they have announced more dates for the Disney After Hours events. Have you guys heard of that? Uh, yes, it unfortunately isn't happening while we're there. But so that what what that is is an, it's an, for those that don't know it's an event that takes place when the park closes. Uh, it's capped at a certain number, so in theory you're able to get a lot more time and a lot more bang for your buck and get on a lot more rides than you would during the day when the crowds are heavier. Those dates that have just been announced, December 3rd and 10th, January 7th, 17th, 24th, 28th, February 7th, 28th, 14th, and March 7th. So typically those go from uh, some days the park closes at 10, they'll go to 1. If it closes at 8, it'll go to 11. If it closes at 9, it'll go to midnight. Disney After Hours at the Magic Kingdom tickets get you into the park from 7 p.m., with the event taking place from regular park closed for three hours. Disney After Hours includes complimentary ice cream novelties and beverages. The cost has risen by $6 and is now $125 plus tax for ages three and up with advanced purchase or $129 for the day of. Pass holders in DVC can get a discounted rate. Theme park admission is not required. So there you go. Wow. I don't know what three-year-old is going to be able to make it. <laughs> you know what? And I've gone to some of these Moonlight Magic events and some of these, um, like Not So Scary and the VI Passholder Night that we just went to, and there are people that that bring out their toddlers, and they're mm. there at like one in the morning. Gosh, it's it's couldn't man. imagine. Could you imagine? Like no, no, not at not one, not at one. Bit. Like baby Padawan at three a.m., one a.m. Oh, no way. <laughs> uh, we've she, got some. She barely likes humans at ten a.m. <laughs> And that's as a teenager. Yeah. We've got Epcot news uh, coming to you from our good friend Dimitri Rivanis and his college football podcast, Chewing Clock, which can be accessed on the Armchair All-Americans Network over at armchairallamericans.com. A VI Passholder Night is coming to Epcot this month, and they've announced the lineup of food and attractions that will be open. So this takes place from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Again, only two hours as opposed to like after hours events, which are three hours. Uh Spaceship Earth will be open. You can meet Baymax. You can meet Joy and Sadness. The Seas are open with Nemo and friends. Soren, Living with the Land, Journey into Imagination with Figment. The Disney Pixar Short Film Festival. The Grand Fiesta Tour featuring the Three Caballeros. You can meet Anna and Elsa over in Norway. Frozen Ever After will be open. 
Oh, can and Oh Canada will be available. Thank goodness. Oh. If I couldn't get, if I couldn't get, you know what? It's funny. I haven't gone to Oh Canada in like two years, probably. I really got to get on that. Well, it is a lifetime journey for a traveler. It is a lifetime journey for a traveler. <laughs> it's Canada in general. Uh, by the way, at food and I went to Food and Wine the other day, or not yesterday, okay. and they have a whole like the refreshment port has like three or four different kinds of poutine. Hmm, that's right up your alley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys are are going to be hitting up some food and wine while you're here, right? Are you kidding of me? Of course. Uh, it's, especially <laughs> at, when I saw that the annual pass gift after four times is the cutting chopping, uh, the cutting board. Yeah. I'm about that life. So, <laughs> you know, in, in our six day trip, we will, I will make sure to get punched on four different days so I can get that. My Not own... actually punched, though. That's his normal day day job. <laughs> this is like punched the card. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, my aunt and uncle were just there for like three nights, and so they were leaving today. Uh, they weren't going to any parks, but they, they were telling me yesterday they were going to stop at Epcot in the morning just to swing in to get their fourth day to nice. to grab their, their cutting boards before they leave. I've only gone one, so I got the magnet, which is not being kept on my car. Uh, no, no, please don't do that. Not. Never again. Not since my Darkwing Duck got swiped. Um, and my uh, and my Donald, my, my Passholder Donald like summer magnet got taken too. Uh, that's just like the basic one. Why would they take that? Oh, that's horrible. Um, so uh, I went, there's not really a lot new at Food & Wine this year. It's it's a lot of like old hat, you know, everything that's been there for a while. But, you know, if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. I yep. had a, like a steakhouse bur- like burger slider. At the Earth Eats booth, I had, of course, the signature mushroom filet mignon from Canada. And mm-hmm. what else did I do? I did some. Oh, I did a, a brisket like sandwich thing at um at the American Smokehouse area. Yep, which is really good. I did not go for the lobster roll this time because I've been burned by that too many times. <sighs> you can't do lobster outside of New England. I it's just know. not possible. They say sitting there in Maine. Um, yeah, that's right. exactly. That's why I, when I come visit, <laughs> we, we are going to do lobster, lobster, lobster. Of course, gonna, we are. I was going to say we got plenty of couch room anytime when you want to swing up, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get you taken care of on the lobster tip. Awesome, awesome. And um, so, one more bit of Epcot news to go through. Oh, they have this thing. I don't know if you guys would like it, but it's a moosehead lager in Canada. But they infuse it with like grapefruit and grape flavor, and it's unbelievable. It's one of the things mm. that I love there. The Kringla Bakery has reopened in the Norway Pavilion. It was closed for a pretty lengthy refurbishment. The ordering area inside has been expanded, and the beh- there have been behind-the-scenes improvements as well. Uh, that's where I love to get the troll horn. A lot of people love the shul bread there, which we used to call it school bread, and then somebody pointed out to me <laughs> that it was called shul bread. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, I had um, one year they had uh, apple cider that had – it was like alcoholic apple cider ooh, yeah. that I got yeah. from there. That sounds good. That was kind of amazing. Yeah, that does sound kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We're not big beer people, but we are big cider people. So Yeah, it's funny. My brother and my girlfriend are both huge beer people. Like, they they love beer, and they can't get enough of it. And when we go to food and wine, they have a lot of it. Mm. <laughs> my, I think my brother had 15 of those. I was going to say, beers. there's a lot to have, man. Uh, there's yeah, a lot there's to a lot. have. My brother's got this app on his phone that's like, when you try a new beer, like, you check it off on the app, and, like, you get, like, rewards and stuff. And so he was like checking off so many that day. It was, it was really cool. Um, and if I were a beer drinker, that would be my downfall right there. Exactly. I'm too much of a completionist. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to handle that. <laughs> Every beer in the world. Uh, so yeah. that's the news this week. That's everything. 
Not, not, not a lot. It's only a week's worth of news, not the usual two, three, four weeks that we usually have to cover as of late. <laughs> so uh, that is the news. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and then we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. 
Ravonis.com. My name is Dimitri Ravonis, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast called Chewing Clock. Now, you might remember me from my old show here on WDPN called The Extra Magic Hour. Well, now I've got a new podcast each and every weekday morning talking about my one true love, college football. That's right. Chew on that, wife. You don't have to be a hardcore fan of the sport to like the show. You don't even have to be a fan at all. Sure, sometimes we're talking about what's happening on the field, but other times I'll be arguing passionately that Nick Saban is a Gryffindor, not a Slytherin. So tune in each and every weekday morning. The show is never longer than 15 seconds, and you can always find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and at armchairallamericans.com. The name of the show is Chewing Clock with me, Dimitri Ravanis, and my co-host, Tyler McComas. Join us every weekday morning. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Folks, it is a very special time of year in Walt Disney World. Usually starts in the fall, but this year started in August. It is a time for tricks. It is a time for treats. It is a time when All Hallows' Eve descends upon the Magic Kingdom, when villains roam the streets and costumed creatures crawl about Main Street, USA. It is time for Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. It is, by far and away, most people's favorite hard-ticket event that takes place in Walt Disney World throughout the entire year. And for good reason. There's so much to do. There's so much to see. There's so much to experience at this spectacular time of year. And that's why this week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Zach, Becky, and I are talking about a guide to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party 2018 to prepare you guys for all of these spooky happenings that are going to be happening over there, but not so spooky. Um, I did all of that without writing it down. That was off the top of my head. Good job. That was that was beautiful. Thank you. I was really impressed that I didn't um or uh. I just wanted praise for it. Uh, so thank you for feeding my ego a little bit. Okay, so when's the last time you guys went to Not So Scary? Two years ago. Two years ago. Was it two years? Yeah. Yeah, two years ago. How many times have you gone together and separately? I've gone once, two years ago. And I've gone 
three or four? Three? Nice. Now, before we get into what Walt Disney World does, Becky, uh, you, as you know how the other half lives over in Disneyland, which was your home park for a long time, so much so that I almost let it go that you said we when referring to Disneyland during the news <laughs> segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do they do over there? I know there's a party over there, but I heard it's not as it's not as like extreme as Not So Scary. So to be honest with you, I never went to the Not So Scary when I was in Disneyland. The first time that I went, I was in Disney World. When I lived in California, um, I was very, very heavily into cosplaying. And so you don't because say. Of, yeah. And so because of that, Halloween was sort of uh, that was everybody else's holiday because mm -hmm. dressing up in costumes and whatnot was a daily occurrence for me. Oh, you know, that makes and a lot so of sense. So I didn't really participate uh, much in anything spooky for Halloween. I don't even think I went to very many Halloween parties because what tends to happen as a cosplayer is everybody expects you to bring out your epic cosplays to a Halloween party, but nobody wants, you know, the punch spilled or the uh, rum spilled on their $1,500 right. handmade costumes. So, um, yeah, you're not I've got to say, not I'm not the, the best person ever. Yeah, you're not breaking out the superhero uh, Rapunzel for for that no no not to mention it's not the most comfortable thing one of my just... favorites that you did that was a superhero rapunzel one of mine too for those of you that don't know <clears throat> becky was featured on the reality television show heroes of cosplay um because she was a cosplay superstar out there in la and one of my one of my favorites that you did was actually a disney theme was when you did chernabog that was how i met you guys because zach reached out yeah. to me and was like my wife was chernabog at a con and i was just like oh my god that's the coolest thing i've ever seen <laughs> that was how we became friends yeah, uh, that costume. You were on stilts, right? I was. Oh, man. Like, like, how did you get off of them? Like, because the costume like, <laughs> surrounded the stilts. You know, if I had the, if I still had a photo of the bruises that I had on the back of my legs, I literally stood in front of my bed and fell backwards um, to get off of them. Wait, so, so you were uh, you it, were in the stilts like from the con back home? Back to the hotel. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, because the hotel was connected, but I was in the stilts all day. I was standing in the stilts all day. Okay. Wow. It was, it was not the most comfortable costume. Let me just tell you that, that, and I had an eight foot wingspan mm -hmm. that were, those are made out of PVC piping right. and, um, material. So not only am I, you know, seven feet tall, I'm, I guess six, I was six feet wide, seven right. feet tall walking around. I have horns on top of my head, uh, so, yeah, fun, that's, fun time. Wow, that's awesome. So now um, you guys are going to Not So Scary this year. You are hard at work at your costumes. Are they done? Mine is. Mine is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All we're, right. we're pretty simple this year. Do you, you want to? That's actually something we're going to discuss when we go over how to do that, you know, how to do Mickey's not so scary. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to jump into like the, the pre-gaming here. Like how do you prepare to go? How do you make your, how do you decide what costume to bring? How do you prioritize what your game plan is going to be? What reservations do you have to make? Uh, so you want, do you want to start with costumes since that's kind of the big thing? Sure. Yeah, of course. But, um, this is not a thing that I'm very skilled in. I've never really went all out on a costume for not so scary before. I think the first one I ever went to, I wore like something I bought at party city, um, and then I was, I wore my, like, I did like Clark Kent from Smallville one year and usually I just break out Kermit for it. Like that's kind yeah. of my go-to. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually. Right. I, I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of you using Kermit in the park. That's, it's great. I haven't done it in um, a while. 
Yeah. It's been about a year. Um, so when it when it comes to costumes for Mickey's Not So Scary, you have to remember that this isn't a an event where uh, you're you're just there just to you get your picture taken and stand around, be near a booth. You are going to be there from the time that it's going to be very very hot to that it's very very cool, yes. or at least as cool as as uh, you know Orlando is going to get, depending on what time. The lowest time. it's going to get is like the low seventies. So this yeah. time of year. So, um, it, one big thing that 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 I'm a proponent of, and this is after us doing uh Mabel and Dipper Pines. Uh, I for remember that. So that was yeah. awesome. Um comfort over accuracy. <laughs> and this is the only time I'm ever going to say this and I my wife is just uh, nails on a chalkboard to her right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um because she's all about the accuracy. Uh when we did Mabel and Dipper Pines, I'm wearing a puffy vest, she's wearing a thick sweater. Yeah. In Florida heat and a wig that went down to my butt, which was so heavy and long. Try imagine going on rides with, you know, this giant, I mean, it's not like Rapunzel, but it's still this giant long wig that's being pulled and it's heavy and hot. You know, while you guys are talking about your adventures as the Pines twins, all I could think was that Becky, I wish your dad had gone with you guys. Oh my gosh, I know. Becky's dad looks just like Grunkle Stan. <laughs> he and he's, does. And I'm not gonna lie, because he's never gonna hear this. I love my dad, but he's just as much of a shyster. <laughs> like seriously, as soon as we started watching um, Gravity Falls, I think Zach and I both looked at each other like, "Oh my God, Alex knows my dad." <laughs> like, we um... every get rich. Squ- Quick scheme known to man. Every Ponty scheme. Pon- Pon- Brian, yeah, yeah, Ponty scheme. That's... Brian Young has unfortunately been on the bad side of. That's my dad. My favorite Grunkle Stan moment of all time. It's just such a simple moment, but it, it was just so perfectly encapsulates the character. He's like laying on like a bed of money and he's hugging it. And he just goes, I'm giving none of this to charity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's that's basically my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, at, so after that experience, um, one big piece of advice is realize the weather that you're going to be in. Um, being in a big, heavy costume, as cool as it may look in the picture, you are probably going to be miserable by the end of the night. Mm. Agreed. I was and, miserable and when I wore my Smallville jacket. Like it was, it was hot and sticking to me. Yeah. And wear something like you know you're going on rides. You know you're going possibly upside down you know you're going fast you know it's you have to think about the fact that you are in an amusement park it's not like a comic-con um where you're just walking mm-hmm. around or you know all of that so yeah. and also you're, you're potentially in big crowds too so that's mm-hmm. another thing i see a lot of costumes that are huge like these big round you know costumes or things with like wings and things but you have to remember you're in a park with a lot of people and a lot of little small people who you know if you're wearing certain costumes you got to remember height wise they're right around you know your waist your butt your knees you got to be cognizant of that as well absolutely i i think that for one thing to also remember is that you are not indoors for the majority of your evening you are outdoors and thus you are also in central florida in the height of what is still technically the summer and uh, summer going into the fall, which is still pretty hot and tropical here. It's still the rainy season is what I'm getting at. So don't wear an all le- all yeah. leather costume. Don't wear 
all don't wear suede like don't wear anything that you are not comfortable that it will be drenched by the end of the night because you might get caught in a downpour it has rained pretty much every time i've ever gone to mickey mouse's scary halloween party and that's one of the things that i consider too because when we were thinking about costumes you know i'm thinking about okay what do i already have what what can i bring out and i thought well sadness because i have a sadness costume that i I wear your sadness costume and you have and i love my sadness because i've got an orb and i was like oh that would be so much fun to have like be sadness and take a photo with sadness but i'm like okay my feet i'm i'm completely clothed from top to bottom i have a large sweater i have gloves on up to my elbows even if i didn't wear the the gloves i've got full-on makeup Mm -hmm. which that would rain off um I've got or sweat, off. or sweat off. Exactly. It just, it was, it was nonsense. It wouldn't make any sense whatsoever yeah. as much fun as it would be. And so when and we started, I would end up carrying the orb all night in a backpack. Yeah. Probably. But, um, <laughs> explain, so when explain we started, the orb that what you did when you cosplayed status. Cause I think that was awesome. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Um, we have it on, in our window. It's a, a plastic LED orb and basically I carry it around like I would uh, you know like the the character would Mm -hmm. and I would act in character I'm a method cosplayer as like I like to call it so I'm actually in character for every one of my characters I don't break character and are you really I've never experienced that with you I've never been at a con with you oh yes Oh, that's always full, and, full in character. And sometimes this is a bad thing, for example, with sadness, because people think that I'm legitimately upset for some reason. And we had this wonderful woman come up to me and she was like, oh, sweetie, you're at a convention. Don't be so sad. And I couldn't break character to let her know that I'm a character and uh-huh. I'm sad. And so I, I was having this internal because most of my characters I, I cosplay are super happy. Star Butterfly, right. um, you know, Rapunzel, um, Pinkie Pie, Mabel. Like these are all reflections of my my actual persona. Like these are people that I normally am. So playing something like Sadness, which is the exact opposite of who I am and what I want to portray, like me, I was having the biggest internal struggle with not telling this woman like i'm just in character but anyway what you how did you act when you were chernabog could you just growl at people i was mainly i was a, i was a prop most people just came over and sort of took she, photos she was also in so much pain with her legs that her pain face looked like she was angry oh okay yeah so we're good there yeah but continue with the orb the so the orb yeah so the orb so i had this this plastic ball and it lights up different colors and you can control those colors with um, a remote control. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is if a kid came up to me and started having a conversation or I would start a conversation, I would say, Oh, let's see how you're feeling today. And I would have them put their hand on the ball. And as they did, so Zach would be over in a corner. Nobody, nobody notices him over there in the corner, changing the light to red or green or whatnot. And then we would, so it would kind of be like whatever they're feeling. And so then we would have a conversation about, oh, why are you sad? Or, oh, you're happy. I wish I was happy. You know, those sort of things. So that was, voice. that was, you, you, <laughs> you also, you, you made a teenage girl cry it, with happiness. Wait, really? Um, yeah, yeah, because, um, she she was you could tell and that's a th- that's the one thing that I do is I'm pretty good at reading how people are so me having the remote control I can see how they're acting when they come up to her and I will change it to green if they you know feel disgusted or or if they need a laugh 
be like, oh, do you stink bad? You know, like, or they come up with brothers or sisters or red if they seem angry, um, yellow if they're happy. Did a lot um, of people approach with anger? N- not, not very much. Um, but sometimes you'll oh, see boy, sometimes. when, when, when several little kids will come up and start getting grabby, one of them will grab it and I will turn it red mm. because then it's like, Hey, okay, we, we all need to calm down here. <laughs> now, um, now you're shining the mirror into their faces. Exactly. exactly. Yes. This is you. So, this is and, what you are. Yes. And of course, purple's fear. And so when people would come up and be somewhat nervous about talking to her, when she would touch, it, I would turn it purple and then she would talk to them and it would turn. So, uh, a teenage girl came up. She was very nervous. We did the purple thing. And then she asked Becky for a hug. Like, could I hug you? So Becky has the orb. The girl get, gives Becky the hug. The orb's behind the girl's back so she can't see it. I change it yellow. Oh. So Becky looks down at it. And of course, in character, because that's what she does so well. And she's such a good improv actor. She looked down at it and she's like, oh, I've never felt this before. And really played it up. I'm going to cry. And- <laughs> yes. Um, the, this girl, I mean, she was probably 15, maybe 50, you know, like 15, right, right in that, like everything's emotionally crazy stage. Um, and she started crying like, Oh my God, I made sadness feel happy. Oh, yeah. That's adorable. I love it. Yeah, it's kind of adorable. <laughs> so back it, to your costumes for this one that, that are not going to be anywhere near as involved. They're not. They're not. And we decided, so we kind of hemmed and hawed. There are a couple ideas thrown around. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, classic Disney has always been a big thing. And so I think it was your suggestion yes. to do Oswald, Oswald and his girlfriend, Hortensia. Um, you know, we've done, we've sort of okay. Disney bounded Mickey and Minnie in the past. Um, we've done things like that. We did that when we got engaged. Yes. Yes. On Walt's birthday. So, nice. and yeah. Zach already has the Oswald ears that we got in the park and Hortensia, he's been looking up Hortensia's character and he was like, well, this is basically you. So, <laughs> you know, we decided that that was what we were going to do. It was easy. It was comfortable and that's literally when we were putting the cos- costumes together, we looked, so it's black top, black uh, legs, and then he's got blue shorts, mm-hmm. and she's got a pink skirt and a little pink hat, and she's a kitty, he's a rabbit. Oh. That's all we went on. We made it, we made it really, really simple. And so, um, we'll start with your costume, what you put together. Okay, um, for mine, knowing what I'm going to be dealing with, with heat, comfort, um, I went with, and, and the fact that I wanted to be as much of my body, because Oswald wears blue shorts, and that's it. He doesn't wear shoes. Right. Doesn't... Yeah. So, I I mean, I obviously already own blue black sneakers, so I'm covered there. Um, I actually have black uh, grappling spats. They're long. They're like uh, Under Armour, but for your legs. So, long, full-length, uh, under black Under Armour-style pants. So it's very breathable because it's made for sport. Um, and then also that same style Under Armour top that's all black. Hmm. And then a pair of blue shorts. So I look like I'm only wearing shorts. And I'm going to be comfortable comfortable and uh, sweat wicking the whole night. Yeah, that's great. Nice and relaxed. Now, you're wearing the, uh, the Oswald ears as well? Yes, yes. I am wearing the Oswald ears. Did you have um, them already or did you have to order away for them? 
No, yeah, I, I got them last year uh, for our trip last year. I bought them because I actually I've already Disney bounded as Oswald. Oh, nice. Uh, so I just had a black T-shirt um, and the blue shorts, but I wanted to go full out this time. So that is definitely what I did. And now on to Becky. And so I'm one of those people because I am a cosplayer. Everything needs to look as close to po- close as possible to the picture of the character, even though it's a, a fake cartoon character from the 1920s. Um, so I went off of um, what's the game? Mickey's uh, Epic Mickey. Epic Mickey. Epic Mickey. So yes. there's an Oswald and Hortensia in Epic Mickey. So I sort of went off of that uh, animation style. So she's got a pink skirt, a uh, little pink hat, and I needed it to look as perfect as it possibly could to the photo. So I created the hat from scratch and it's made out of um, foam, like e- like Eva foam. Um, and I painted it and stuck a little flower that I made in it. And then I ordered a skirt. I dyed the skirt, the same color to match the hat. Hmm. Um, and then, I mean, it's black tights, black shoes, black sweater, that's about it. And so not only do these sound like effective costumes, they sound like easy, like, Easy costumes to put together and affordable costumes to yeah. Put together. Um, I it you know it you could go and uh, get you know an actual official like Under Armour actual company shirt and spend sixty bucks, or you can go to your local TJ Maxx and for five ninety nine yeah uh, get the get same style shirt that's plain black that has no labels on it and. I think ten dollars. I got the uh, the pants, and the shorts were a pair of light blue shorts that I got from Target for fourteen dollars. That's awesome. Yeah, I think the most expensive thing was my Yaya Han ears. I bought my kitty ears from Yaya, and they were sixteen dollars. So, but I wanted to be. I wanted them to look good. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they look great. The (laughs) my most expensive thing was the. Oswald ears because Disney's not cheap. Well, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. It's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Those are probably what, like twenty five bucks. I yeah, probably twenty two, twenty five, something like that. You don't want to break the bank for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. That's the thing. When, uh, no. When we were talking about the me, bank, just get in the door. Yeah. When, when we were talking about me possibly going with you guys, Becky, what did you say that you wanted me to be? Pete. Mandel? So if we're Oswald and Hortensia, Pete the villain. You know, oh. he's also oh, villain, thought, but he's also like, with Oswald. Pete Mandel, like you want me to wear a you want me to wear a whimsical oh. want me to wear a whimsical t shirt and hate everything? Like, <laughs> but you're gonna have to grow your beard out much more, much longer. Yeah, how do you know that? Uh, I've listened to the show. Yeah, but you've never like you've never seen it, have you? Uh, yeah, he saw an episode that I was on from behind the scenes. Oh yeah, uh, and he, it, that was probably when he had the really big. Yeah, he's he's got the big beard right now. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was playoff style beard. Yeah, and I I have a you got to remember like my whole family are sports fans, so I understand what a playoff beard is. Right. Uh, okay, so you know what? And now while we're talking about these costumes and putting them together, I wanted to go over. Disney has a lot of rules for not so scary. So as you know, normally if you are under if you are over the age of 14 years old, you cannot wear a costume into Walt Disney World. That is lifted only for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. However. There are some rules. There are some caveats, a little quid pro quo. Um, I'm just trying to make the genie line, but I messed it up. So, <laughs> according to the official Walt Disney World website, they have some general rules. Disney reserves the right to deny admission to, to or remove any person wearing attire that is considered inappropriate or could detract from the experience of other guests. 
I wonder what that means, like detract from the experience. All guests may dress as their favorite character, but may not pose for pictures or sign autographs for other guests. That's super important because if you're dressed as a princess and people are trying to take pictures with you, they might think that you are officially a Disney princess working there and Disney does not want that. Right. First time I did Not So Scary, uh, I went as Mickey um, in the suit and bow tie and the whole night, like, you know, yeah. out on town, Mickey, and had several kids uh, want to take pictures with me. Did you say no? Yeah. I was like, uh, no, because I kind of looked at the parents and the parents didn't look like they were down for that. Yeah. So I was like, uh, no, no, that's cool. <laughs> um, costumes must be family friendly and may not be obstructive, offensive, objectionable. Or violent. That's another thing. Like, like speaking of like, you know, um, obstructive. Like if you're wearing one of those big costumes like what you were talking about before, keep in mind that you might be watching a parade or a show later and you will be obstructing someone's view. And if that somebody is me, you're going to get a lot of. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> if that somebody's me, I'm going to be up tapping on your shoulder saying, excuse me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like... And if that's somebody's me, you have one chance to take care of it. <laughs> the single worst thing ever was when i was about to watch the hocus pocus villain spectacular for the first time which we'll talk about later and it's just about to start and some dude in front of me puts his kid on his shoulders oh and no. I, like, I, the seriously. entire stage was blocked yeah this bane of my existence between between children on shoulders or phones or ipads up in the air so that they're filming whatever it is yes. and they're right in front of your faces yeah, mm -mm. phones don't bother me as much. I can kind of tune those out. But yeah, holding the iPad up like that. I don't. I'm not one of those people that have a problem when people are filming with their iPad when they're holding it like at chest level. Right. But when you hold it up, that's when the problem starts to happen because the iPad is big enough to be obstructive. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, costumes may not contain any weapons that resemble or could be easily mistaken for an actual weapon. Comic cons mm -hmm. are kind of coming along to this as well. Uh, costumes may not contain sharp objects, pointed objects, or materials that may accidentally strike another guest. That's another thing about the big costumes. Um, <clears throat> guests who do not adhere to these guidelines may be refused entry into and or removed from the park unless his or her costume can be modified to meet the above standards. Uh, guests ages 13 and under, costumes and some masks may be worn as long as the mask does not cover the entire face and the eyes are visible. That's, so no Darth Vader's. Uh, guests 14 and older, <clears throat> layered costumes or costume props that surround the entire body are strongly discouraged and may be subject to additional security screening. That's another thing. Like if you have this like massive, huge costume, you may have to like completely like take it off to have security go through it because, you know, safety. Of course. Um, costumes may not reach or drag on the ground. Example given full length princess dresses. Yep. They really don't want you to be a princess. I feel like that's like the that's the takeaway here. Don't come as a princess. Like, I think that if you think of all of the different costumes you can possibly be, the princesses are going to be the ones that look the most like actual park princesses because it's basically the face character. So they're they're basically telling you don't go as a face character. Yes. Here's one. Capes may be worn if the length does not go below the waist. No capes. Yeah, exactly. Edna Mode is making these these rules. I mean, what's the point of wearing a cape at that? There is no point in wearing a cape at that point. Well, you can't even be Lando with a cape that doesn't go below the waist. 
Supergirl. Lando, I thought Lando's cape was was mid level. No, I think Lando's it's cape goes, goes, yeah. goes like just below like the butt. Parka, I yeah, it's almost parka like. But that's still below it, the waist, is it? Yeah, not not by too not by too much. I don't think. Well, maybe think. Get, then maybe you can get away with Lando. Um, <clears throat> themed t shirts, blouses, sweatshirts, and hats are acceptable. Yay! Um, acceptable accessories include transparent wings, plastic lightsabers, toy swords, and tutus. Headwear may be worn as long as it does not cover the face. Masks of any kind may not be worn. So that is an important thing to know. Um, <clears throat> so that's about everything about costumes. Um, what else do you think we can talk about as far as preparation goes? Like as far as like a attack plan? Yeah, well, actually, that that is exactly what I was going to say is go knowing beforehand what your goals are is is a really it will save you a ton of time of hey what should we do next and i think that there are a couple of different like categories that tip your typical not so scary traveler will go through uh one would be we're going to ride rides with no lines like that's our thing we want to ride rides in our costumes and have pictures taken are you a trick-or-treater is your goal to put yourself into a diabetic coma um, you know, by just loading up with a lot of candy, which, you know, I do. Are you a character hunter? Are you good? Because if you want like Jack and Sally and like Cruella DeVille and like one other character, that's probably your whole night. Yep. Are you uh, there for shows? Are you there for the stage show, the fireworks and the parade? Because if so, you have to stake out your, your claim on that. So it all depends on what it is you want to do or are you a you know egalitarian person where it's just kind of like i want a little bit of everything i want one big character i want you know i'll catch the second parade i'll catch the fireworks and yada 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 so, uh what one definite thing uh after doing not so scary a few times if you are into the limited edition only available during the party merchandise yes do not wait Get it when you first get there. Get it when you first get there because uh, you don't want to be waiting until 11, 30, 12, you know, almost one in the morning and trying to search at, down the one pin that sold out three hours ago. Absolutely. And there are lockers if you don't have, if you don't want to carry it around, there are lockers. I'm, right? I'm assuming, well, and if you're staying at a Disney resort, you can send your merchandise back to your resort. Yes. Uh, I believe that they can, they can still... I don't actually, you know, what? I don't know if they can do the send the stuff to the front of the park with because that usually takes a little while. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, with not, not so scary, but they can definitely send it to your that, resort, though. Yeah, if that's if that's what you're into, if that's something that you want to get and believe me, there's enough websites that you can go and check and see what's available. Plan ahead, find out where it is, because most of these limited edition merchandise items are only in certain parts of the park. Yeah. Um, and if you know that that's what you want to get, then uh, plan to bring a bag with you or have it shipped back, uh, to your resort beforehand. And, it, and it, then if you're, you're good to go. If you're a Disney foodie, know that there's going to be lots of different food options available to you that, you know, if you're a foodstagrammer or something like that, like you're going to want to get those specialty cupcakes. You're going to want to, for some reason, get that candy corn soft serve ice cream, which was the worst. But that's probably the one thing we won't be getting. Uh, yeah. A amusing little story. The reason we are going this year, uh, because we've done it before, and I said, do you want to do Not So Scary? She said no. Um, 
one of the parks blog uh, park blogs uh, put out a list and pictures of all the Instagram ready food items only available during not so scary. I sent the link to Becky and then waited a little while in the other room watching uh, watching you know Saturday morning soccer and then came back and said, "Hey, do you want to go to food and to uh, Mickey's not so scary now?" Gee, I man, I'd really like to do that stuff. Oh, good, because I've already bought tickets. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, come on. Pumpkin cheesecake rolls. Oh, come on, thing? man. Oh, yeah. a, that's a thing. You don't know your you don't know your Ellie foods? No, you know what? I don't know which I haven't really looked at the snacks yet. That um, and the maleficent cone. It's tiny, but it's like lime um it's sort of like the Peter Pan cone that they had where it was like lime ice cream and it's in like a a black cone and it has maleficent horns that are chocolate that are chocolate um so yeah the the pumpkin cheesecake it's like a roll so topped with a chocolate mickey pumpkin the gluten-friendly pumpkin cheesecake is sure to be a ghoulish delight with gluten-friendly vanilla pecan cake and caramel glaze huh for real. I don't know if you can see that. Kind Kevin. of. Not really. Uh, yo, wow. Look, yeah, that just, that just gave me to focus. That looks delightful. Right. Uh, pumpkin stuff's yeah. not usually on my radar, but I feel like I would have that. That That's amazing. Though I so, did, I one, did... yeah, one big one that I'm uh, that I'm excited to try, uh, and or at least get a great picture with, is the Hitchhiking Ghost Dessert. Ooh. Uh, it's a uh, cream puff. Cookies and cream style cream puff. Uh, that is got some food coloring in it, so it's black, and it's the hitchhiking ghosts in a doom buggy. So the cream puff looks like an actual doom buggy with the lap bar that they will put oh. down. And then the ghosts are at chocolate. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the thing about these. Like, not only do they sound really tasty, and sometimes this is all hit or miss there. Um, Oh my gosh, that's new. What, oh, what is it? Oh my gosh. Oh, treats at the Cider House. Nearby the Cider House, Golden Oak Outpost, you'll find some refreshing apple cider. <gasps> pair it with a warm caramel stuffed pretzel or oh. a few cinnamon donuts. But caramel stuffed pretzel? And, and Sweet refreshing. Sweet and salty, washed down with some apple cider. With caramel in it. That's amazing. Yeah, buddy. Um, I, I say it like a normal person. I say caramel. Yeah, well, we live in a town called Carmel, so we know that it's not for- Carmel. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, the Maleficent dessert. Um, this one is a lime soft serve <laughs> in a black waffle cone and topped with purple sugar and chocolate horns. Fantastic. So anyway, yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good dessert things. There's a lot of good um, food food things. Uh, there's, there's tons of information online if you search, but that's one of the things that we're looking forward to doing because they all look so neat. Like you said, Instagrammable. Yeah. Now, does it say whether or not those snacks are available with the Disney dining plan as snacks or are they, cause they're special edition? Um, it, the article that I saw did not, I, it did not say either way. So I'm not hundred percent sure. Well, one thing you can use the Disney dining plan for is one of the three, uh, table service locations. If you, if you, for some reason want to spend part of your not so scary, which is a limited time that you're in the parks at a table service, sit down meal, you can do that. Um, 
You can conjure up a cauldron of unforgettable dinner options during our spooktacular soiree. Ready to don a costume for some happily haunted holiday fun? On select nights, August 17th through October 31st, during not-so-scary Halloween party, um, blah, 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 Disney jargon, Disney jargon, there will be table service restaurants. Be our guest, Cinderella's Royal Table, which will have Disney princesses there, uh, or the Crystal Palace with Pooh Bear and Friends. For the all you people say. What what is different about it during those times I don't than think, it normally is? Well, I mean, the princesses from it used to be that the princesses were only breakfast, and it was like the dinner used to be like dinner with the fairy godmother. I don't know if they've changed it since then, but the um, but the princesses. I I honestly think that it's going to be the same. It'll be the same menu. It doesn't say there's going to be anything different, but um. <clears throat> There if were, there was going to be something different, they would make sure to make a point of it so the people who have already done it would want to again. Yes. Uh, so the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party tickets are required to book this, of course, and the dining plan is accepted. I I would feel that there's a very good chance that uh, that snack credits would probably go for most of these items because most of these items are 4 to $6. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is the normal stat, snack credit type price. One thing that Disney does says is they say for these table service restaurants, dining reservations are available and strongly recommended. Uh, because if you think about it, Cinderella's Royal Table, Be Our Guest, these are the two hardest to get reservations in the Magic Kingdom. And then, you know, Crystal Palace is nonstop awesome. I love Crystal Palace. It's probably one of my favorite things in the Magic Kingdom. So if you do want to do that, you might want to make sure that you, um, uh, you know, get a reservation. Yeah, in all the times that I've gone, Cinderella's, Cinderella's Royal Table, uh, we've been able to book once, and really? that was when my that was when my daughter was three. She's wow. she's now uh, in, yeah she's now going to be fifteen next month. So wow. there's also a dessert party. Uh, from flickering treats to the sweetest, from flickering tricks to the sweetest treats, enhance Halloween fun with a private dessert party that's spectacular. Got goblins, grim grinning ghosts, and guests alike are invited to descend upon Magic Kingdom Park for the Happy Hollow Wishes dessert party, a bewitching buffet of confections and entertainment sure to spend spirits soaring. Experience is hair raising happening at Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant on select nights. Uh, even the most voracious vampires won't want to miss it. So, you get sparkling cider with it. Um, you get desserts, which include chocolate strawberries, cupcakes, ice cream, seasonal fruits, cheeses, and other ghoulish goodies created daily by our master pastry chef. Specialty drinks, signature lemonades, coffee, tea, and hot chocolate will also be served. As showtime nears, cast members will escort you to a prime location in the Plaza Garden, where you can enjoy priority viewing of the Happy Hallowishes fireworks spectacular over Cinderella Castle. Honestly, the fireworks, is almost that's almost worth it right there. It's uh, $69 and, 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 for 10 and up and 41 for 3 to 9. What were you saying? I was, I was going to ask, and, and, and what is this going for? Uh, $69. That's not bad for one of these dessert parties. I mean, am I, pay, top, am I paying it? No. But for Happy yeah, Halloween. But the problem is, is on top of the, what, 75 to $120 you're right. paying to get in. But I mean, you also get bit rich for my blood. getting priority seating to Hallow Wishes, which is one of the most sought after fireworks shows of the year. That could also be something to to point at. Um, I'm trying to find value in it, essentially. Yeah, um, I, I I see the value in that. Is it sixty nine dollars? Um, no. Am not... I, look, am I going to do it? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Especially like I mean, when, when the way you just put it. 
you know, for pass holders, I think a ticket for like a September one is like 75 bucks and you're going to spend yep. $5 less for desserts and fireworks. Yeah, probably not worth it, but I could see how some would find value in that for Happy Hollow Wishes especially. Okay, so yeah. um and you know, getting to watch the fireworks from the hubgrass is always good. That's in the 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 gardens that they're talking about there. Okay, so are you ready to move on to uh, actual tips and tricks for while we're there? Have we covered everything for planning? Um, yeah, I think we have pretty much covered everything from planning. Uh, you're not going to hear Becky for a couple seconds. She's, she's dealing with our, she's cat momming right now. He's he's very angry about <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, depending on what you want to do, you know, just make sure that you're planning ahead on on what you want to pull off. Um. And 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 stick to it. I, I you know it. It can be really great to to uh, you know see all these uh, you know all these different things, but you can't uh, it, unless you plan on just going and having fun and seeing what comes up. Uh, going to the next available uh, next available treat, next available uh, ride. Right. Cool. Have fun. That's that's a great way to do it. That's the way that I did it uh, the first time that I did, it, and I had a great time. Um, Planning ahead, you know, uh, you know, an ounce of uh, prevention stops a, a a pound of pain. So uh, definitely plan ahead, and then you won't miss out, and you won't feel that you. Uh, that's the best way to make sure that your seventy-five to a hundred, you know, hundred plus that you spent at the end of it, you feel that you uh, that you got your money's worth. Right. Absolutely. When you first get there, I be- I believe you can enter the Halloween party around four o'clock if you don't have a park regular park ticket. Uh, they, yep. they give you your wristband. You can get into the park then, so you can enjoy some regular park time hours. They will typically start kicking. The park usually closes around seven o'clock. That's when the party starts. They will typically start kicking people out now around six to avoid people trying to like hang out and you know hop on a ride at like six fifty nine to you know exit through the party you know within the first hour of it, which I've never done. Uh, but <laughs> I did it for the Christmas party one time because I wanted to see it snow. Um, but okay, so as you enter, you're going to be ushered off to uh, the upper right-hand corner of Main Street USA. That is where uh, there's typically like a cast member corridor, which is where they were going to build that new theater before it got canceled. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You can hop into that little corridor, and that's where you get your trick or treat bag. That's where you get your um, your park map and everything like that. And that's kind of where your journey really begins. They have like pewter statues back there. Now, if you're a character hunter, I want to quickly go through all the characters and where they are. If you guys are cool with that. Yep. Main Street USA. You've got Mickey Mouse in the Town Square Theater. Uh, Liberty Square. You've got Jack Skellington and Sally. If you want Jack Skellington and Sally, get there early. Get there before the party starts and get in line for it. Yep. That way you get it quick and get on to other things. Fantasyland, Anastasia and Drizella, the stepsisters, all seven dwarves. I've gotten this uh, picture before, and it's awesome. I love it. All seven dwarves together. That is, that's actually, that's one that I, I would consider getting online, and I'm not a character hunter at all. Um, then there's Rapunzel. There's the Queen of Hearts and the Tweedles. Alice and the Mad Hatter. Uh, Pooh, Eeyore, Piglet, and Tigger dressed in Halloween costumes. I believe Eeyore is a clown. Um, Pooh Bear is a is a bumblebee. I think Tigger's a pirate. And um, I forget what Piglet. I think Piglet's like a butterfly or something like that. I just I just watched is it a butterfly or is it a pumpkin? 
might be a pumpkin. I, I just watched the Tim Tracker video the other day, and I should remember this. But um, Ariel and Prince Eric will be there together, which is a new thing. Um, Bell and new. Gast- yeah, Bell and Gaston, which I feel like is going to be a really fun character encounter. That'll be fun. Uh, yes, I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Anything yeah. with Gaston is fun, though. He's a fun character. Uh, Minnie Mouse will be over in the circus area, but not in her usual place, because I believe the Pete Silly Sideshow becomes a... Um, uh, trick-or-treat location so Minnie Mouse and Daisy and Don- Donald's a pumpkin so I don't I don't think um, Piglet is a pumpkin okay um, yeah Minnie and Daisy are in like I, I believe Minnie was a witch and Daisy was a princess last year I'm not sure if it's the same yeah. this year but Donald is, is still a pumpkin this year I know that because I've seen pictures uh, Cinderella will be out Cruella DeVille uh, Tiana Elena of Avalor those are obviously going to be at Princess Fairytale Hall Goofy as a pirate is over by the Barnstormer um, and then, of course, you have Donald as a. Um... Oh, Pete Silly Sideshow apparently is not going to be a um, trick or treat location. It looks like that's where the dwarves are going to be this year. Ooh, there you go. Tomorrowland has Lotso Huggin' Bear, a.k.a. Lotso. Um, Interesting. Apparently, but from what Pete has told me, the character's costume actually smells like strawberries. I was just going to ask that. Yeah, that's what Pete told me from when, when his kids right. met Lotso at Not So Scary, which was like they hadn't seen the movie yet. It was like before the movie came out. So his son was like really little at the time and like was loving Lotso so much and like thought he had made this bond with him. And then like he went to see the movie and it was, where's your kid now, Sheriff? And he was just horrified that he had hugged oh, this bear. No. <laughs> Welcome dis- to disappointment, little Mandel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomorrowland, uh, you have Stitch dressed in his Elvis costume. The, oh, hey. In what? In his Elvis costume. Oh. I, I'm, a, I'm kind of about that life. I saw Elvis Stitch at, um, the Moonlight Magic at Typhoon Lagoon. It was awesome. Adventureland, you have Tarzan, Jane, and Turk together. Uh, Moana will be out, which is awesome because Moana's never anywhere, which is weird. Right? Captain Jack Sparrow, which is never a meet and greet. Aladdin, Abu, the genie, and Jasmine. I've never seen an Abu costume. I have. I have, but it was in Paris. Huh. And of Paris course, has a lot of costumes. And of course, you also have Jafar. I believe it's Jafar as a head character, even though in the uh, Hocus Pocus um, spooktacular, Jafar is a face character. So, attractions that are open, you can play Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom with with orange bird your orange bird card this is a free thing folks there's no reason to not get it it's an awesome little collectible it's a limited edition little orange bird sorcerers the magic kingdom card i really want to use it to throw like spells at disney villains yes um and the fact that he's drawing jack-o'-lanterns on oranges on the card is just uh cuteness to the max uh magic carpets of aladdin Pirates of the Caribbean, Swiss Family Treehouse. Oh, good, the Swiss Family Treehouse. It's exactly what I want to go do. <laughs> um, you know what? Finally, not a long line to wait on for that. Uh, yeah, Pirates, uh, Country Bear Jamboree, Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Prince Charming's Regal Carousel, Small World, Peter Pan's Flight, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Mad Tea Party, Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, Seven Doors Mine Train, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, The Barnstorm of the Astro Orbiter, Space Ranger Spin, Space Mountain, Tomorrowland Speedway, and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. One thing I wanted to point out, though, is Haunted Mansion. While there's nothing special going on inside, there is usually a ghost woman outside on the lawn of the mansion, like interacting with folks that are in the line, which is always really neat and really cool, and I love it. Um, They also typically have the magic shots with the um, photographers right outside by the, um, the hearse. 
Yes, they have quite a few magic shots. I believe that there's a headless horseman magic shot at the front of the park. Yep. Uh, and I'm, I believe somewhere it, it, it somewhere near the ma- uh, near the haunted mansion, but not right in front of. Uh, there's also instead of the dapper dance, there are the cadaver, cadaver dance, dance that yes. will that will be singing. Um, the cadaver dance that, are awesome. I love the cadaver dance. Yes. Um, they also so. Um, are you guys going to be trick or treating? Are you going to get any candy? Uh, no, we're going to be eating limited edition Nami's. So uh, you know, a Hershey bar or two is not really le enough for me. Well, and I'm a snob. If I <laughs> if I can give our non snobby listeners a little tip about trick or treating, um, so my friends figured out the ultimate way to do this uh, two years ago, and so when you go into a Disney gift shop and you ask for a bag. They will get and you're not buying anything. They will give you a clear plastic bag to make sure you're not stealing anything. Um, so what we what we did the one year was we all brought a backpack and we took the clear plastic bag from the gift shop and we lined the empty backpack with the bag. Now, we would fill up our trick or treat bag. And then when it got filled, we dump it into the backpack and then fill it again and dump it into the backpack. And then at the end of the night, you just pull the plastic bag out of your backpack and you've got a Santa Claus style sack of chocolate that is enough to to make Willy Wonka jealous. Like it's amazing. It's taking you all the way to, to uh Valentine's Day easily. Well, you know what? It never makes it that far with me because I end up throwing most of it away. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's more about the hunt than it is about the actual destination. Like, <laughs> it's all about the journey. Uh that's why that's like when I'm if I'm in uh spaceship Earth selecting the it's about the journey, not the destination. Um Exactly. So you want to talk about the um entertainment offerings? Mm. So my favorite, my absolute favorite, mm-hmm. is Hocus Pocus Spectacular because yes. I am a Hocus Pocus fanatic. Um, and you know, if you've not seen this show, it is one hundred percent worth the price of admission just to see this show because at least when we saw it, and it was when we went, it was the first year that they had done it or the second year they had done it. Mm-hmm. That was first year. It was the first year, I believe. And yeah, two the, years ago was the first year, I think. No, three the, years ago was the first year, I think. So you would have seen it the I second think year. the year we went was the second year. The year we went was, was 2015. Oh, then you saw it the okay. first year. Yeah. So it was not the first year. Anyway, anywho, uh, the women that they, they cast for the perfect. three witches are so perfect. They look like them. They sound exactly like them. They have the same mannerisms. Um, and so if you're a Hocus Pocus fan, if you're an 80s, 90s baby and you grew up with this, it's like watching your your witches up right on stage in front of you. Mm-hmm. The And there's lots of like little like digs from the movie, like little lines that you pop for. Uh, the woman that originally was playing Winifred Sanderson, it's a different person now, but the original one, they, I don't know if the one they still have is also, but the original was an actual Bette Midler impersonator from what I've been told. Yes. You could yeah. tell. I mean, she was she was identical. Yeah. I mean, and she when she sang I Put a Spell on You, it was just, oh. it brought the house down. Yeah. And that's Amazing. the other thing that I love is that they're actually singing. Yes. And I love watching them interact with the Disney villains. I love their. I love the. I love when Sarah's flirting with uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Facilier. When you know Oogie Boogie threatens to to throw Mary into a into a stew, and she gets all scared. Like it's super cool. And the, oh, when Maleficent shows up, and they all mark out. Oh yeah, yeah. And they all just geek out when Maleficent shows up, and they're like, like they all know who she is already, and oh, it's fantastic. 
they also do a lot of really cool effects on the castle like like putting like ghosts up there and shadows and stuff that Mm -hmm. then gets sucked into the cauldron it's such a good show it i always say that it is the best live show on property oh it's fantastic yeah. yeah, you are in you are a hundred in my opinion a one hundred percent correct on that. And then aside from that, there's obviously the boo to you parade. The the you know what Pete and I always say it's really the only parade that that stops me in my tracks all year. Um, I will I will watch Festival of Fantasy here and there, but boo to you is the one parade that I'm like, let's get a spot for the parade. Yeah, uh, you got to get a spot for the parade. If, if <laughs> yeah, if there's one parade that you wanna that you wanna see. This is this is the one, and you want to get a spot early because the headless horseman yes. rides at the beginning of the parade, and if you miss it, that's it. But don't get a certain spot. <laughs> what spot did you get? So, so we got uh, uh, we got a spot um, a few years back. It, this was when I took my daughter. Yes. Uh, so Mara was, uh, I mean, uh, Becky, wa- Becky wasn't with us yet. Um, we got a spot right up near the head, of, the head of the castle. Mm-hmm. So we could turn around and watch Hallowisters afterwards. We were kind of smart about that. Good planning. Um, so we, we got our spot. The headless horseman rides out of sleepy hollow, go turns down main street to go. The horse stops. The horse drops. Oh, no. A deuce. (laughs) And then the horse takes off. Because if you notice, that spot is where they go to the bathroom. Like, if you've ever walked out of... If you've ever walked out of the castle and right right there as a turnaround, it always smells like horse poop. That's because that's the spot the horses go to the bathroom. I've never... Like, do you think, like, they plan it out? I'm pretty sure they I, do. I don't know if they it's... plan it out, but all I know is they they had the the <laughs> they're just like sitting in the back like grave... like oh Derek I really got to go but I haven't hit the poop spot yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to make well, it to the castle, yeah. man. All I know is that the the grave diggers were way too far away to scoop that poop quick enough that a waft of horse poo smell oh. took over the Magic Kingdom. Not to mention, what happens if those grave diggers come by and they do like the sh- and it's got a uh, spark oh. and it like lights the emissions? Methane I mean, gas. Okay. You're, go- you're 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 going a little blue here. Okay? Suddenly, Let's... Zach has no eyebrows. <laughs> exactly, oh, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's I was going to say that they feed the horse beefarino before uh, for <laughs> Seinfeld reference. Like, I'll say Rusty. This. Like, at, at the moment, you know, at the moment, I was horrified. But I, I will remember that for the rest of my life, and I and I anytime there's a joke, I'm gonna lean into it. So yeah. I'm I'm all about it. I have a similar story, something like that that you guys have probably heard, but it's not a story I can tell on the air <laughs> about seeing something similar. Uh, oh man! But um, yeah. So like like Zach said, planning out your and there are. Are there two Boo to You parades? There's two Hocus Pocus always. I, and there are two yeah, Boo to You parades, but I think Hollow Wishes only goes off once. Yes. That's right. Yeah, so if you can I've always found that it's better to catch the second parade and the second Hocus Pocus show because yes. after Hollow Wishes, the crowds thin out. Yes. So yes. I always like, I run around. The little ones. 
it, it all depends on, I guess, your mentality because it's like, do you want to like see the shows first and then run around the park while it's less crowded, or do you want to run around the park in the beginning and then see the shows when it's less crowded? I would take the latter. Right, and the little ones by that point are usually tuckered out, mm-hmm. so you see a lot more of the little ones going back for for yes. nighty night time with Duffy the bear. And uh, <laughs> on the 15s, <laughs> on the 15s, um, got to get back there before the 15s. Um, and so it does it. It sort of it loosens up. Yeah. Um, so Hallow Wishes, I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. Like I was watching on the Tim Tracker video the other day. Um, he showed a couple clips from Hallow Wishes. And I used to think that it was the most impressive fireworks show on property. But that was before the era of fireworks plus um, projections. Yeah. It, Agreed. If you take it at, you know, you've, you've got to take it as when when it dropped. And I I remember the first time that I saw Hallowishes. Um, we actually, uh, Mara, no, there was the second time that we saw Hallowishes. Um, Mara was, it made me ride on uh, Splash Mountain like six times in a row. Because uh, there wasn't enough people that they were just like, do you want to stay on the boat? And so we just stayed on the same boat oh, that's and great. went on over and over. It was amazing. And so we're we're walking through um, walking to through Frontierland, headed towards the hub, and you can hear the ghost host starting Hello Wishes oh. from every spot in that park. That's fantastic. It is, and. Along with the, the fireworks going off in front of the castle, there are fireworks going off all around you. Yes, it, it's actually one thing I do love about Hollow Wishes is that because it doesn't have the projections, it is one of those shows. Because I used to love to watch Wishes from Fantasyland because you have fireworks that are going off at the castle and you have fireworks that are going off in the distance, which if you stand in the right position, you could watch it go off over Beast's castle. So yep. you literally had a show where fireworks were going off over two enchanted castles and it was great. But now with the added element of the projections, they don't project on the back of the castle. So you kind of have to watch happily ever after from the front. And, um, Hollow Wishes is one of those things where you can still watch it from Fantasyland and get a cool experience and it will be less crowded back there. Yes. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was great. And when I realized, because the first time we saw Hollow Wishes, it was, we're going to stand in front of the castle like you always do yeah. and experience there. Being late to meet my mother because my, <laughs> because my daughter wouldn't get off a ride <laughs> um, was the best experience that I had with it because I started seeing it not in front of the hub and i right. made me realize that it was coming from everywhere both the sight and sound yeah and i'm pretty sure for how the wishes like at the end there are fireworks that occur like a, not not a whole 360 but at least but at least half of it like there's it's like on a in a half circle it, it's got to be a good 270 it's yeah. got to be a good 270 yeah. i mean so, I mean, it's fantastic. Like, the, the 4th of July goes full 360. But, yeah, yeah. Hallow Wishes, at least, like you said, goes 270 at least. It's it just, it's, if you can catch all three shows, catch all three shows because they're all worth it. Like, the, the you know, the parade, the fireworks, the Hocus Pocus. Like, I like to, like I said, I always do the second Hocus Pocus show because it's, they do it, it ends as the party closes. Yes. So, it's how I cap off my Not So Scary. Yeah, because seeing that show is as amazing, as fun as Booty You is to see, as great fireworks style that Hallowishes is, 
you cannot top Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular. So anything other than that is going to be a let, let down. So you yeah. might as well close with that. Yep, absolutely. All right. Anything else we wanted to touch on on this or have we about done it? Uh, we about done it. I mean, uh, making sure that people know about the special versions of a few of the rides, Space Mountain. Yes, Space Mountain in total darkness, which I'm super Total darkness about. and uh, evidently a different soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I heard that as well. Um, Tim Tracker did a thing, uh, like, there's GoPro on in there, but obviously it was, like, completely dark. And But you could hear the different music. Like, it's, like, contemporary music, too. I was going to say, did they use, like, the California music or something? <clears throat> No, I think I, it's, I, it's just like regular music. It's not like spacey music. Well, the the California there the California soundtrack, which you can get on most of the Walt Disney uh, soundtrack albums, um, is a very fifty style rock. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like Michael Giacchino. Yeah, Michael Giacchino. Yeah, Michael Giacchino. And... Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's a very Beach Boys ish surfer style. You know, Miser Lou nice style, uh, rock. Yes, so you will, you will. You, if it's that man, oh my God, that's gonna be amazing. In the dark, that would be in ridiculous. The, so yeah. cool. Um, yeah, the uh, the teacups is uh, from the video I've seen. It's basically a rave. Yeah, because uh, spinning really fast and hearing horrible music is, you know, <laughs> with lights. It, w- that's exactly what we needed to add was trippy lights. I think it's different music for that as well. Oh, yeah, it's could, like it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was like it was like villain music. I think they were playing like a souped up version of like the Siamese cat song from Aristocats yeah. when, when I saw it one video. Um, I think it looks really cool. Have you ever ridden the teacups and not made it spin? Uh, no, because I've only ridden the teacups once, and I did not want to ever experience it again. So I'm with you on that. But I rode it one time where we just didn't turn the thing, and so if you can go on with someone that you trust to not spin it, like. <laughs> It's actually a very relaxing experience when you don't spin. People get mad at you, though. They're like, why are you spinning? Like, people I didn't know were like, why aren't you spinning? And I'm just kind of like, no, no. Well, I think that would be the problem, because don't they sometimes put you on, like, with other people across from you? Not as far as I've ever seen. No. no. no I've never experienced that. Small. Okay. Yeah, like, I usually well, just go on with one other person. Try yeah. it. I don't know. That might ruin our trip. She looks, <laughs> she's looking at me saying we can try it, but I don't believe her. That's all right. You could just stand and watch the, the with the lights going. Yeah, and then, I think I'll watch the, everybody else. You're about to say, were you about to say Pirates of the Caribbean next? Yes. Yep. With uh, with uh, with Gunpowder Pete. Gunpowder Pete, which is I, I'm I'm interesting to see. I'm interested to see how that's gonna play out because I mean, obviously, it's a face character. Yeah. Um, I, it's the wrong face character. We want the redhead. The redhead's there. She's a pirate now. No, the redheads. The redheads in California. We don't have the the walk around in. Oh, there's a walk around redhead. It's a there's walk-around. a walk around redhead in California. And she's really, really hot. <laughs> is she like? She, is she? Yeah. Is she a pirate or is she like a? Yeah, yeah. She's she's literally the pirate version that they just added. That's and awesome. it's a walk around character. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. I was like, they, for for as much of a hubbub as it's been. To change that character, they missed out a hundred percent on not having some kind of walk around in Disney World, so people can meet the new redhead. At, listen, at the end of the day, people people make such a big thing out of the changed scene on Pirates of the Caribbean. But I was just happy that they stopped doing a whimsical human trafficking scene. Like, I, I'm I like the new scene. I 
I, I you know we wants the rum whatever I really like the fact that there is a good female pirate now like it's a good it's good representation yeah. it's great for girls um and it's and it's not as it's not as socially problematic anymore I I'm cool with that and of course you're on the you're on the internet just about as much as I am yeah. so you've been seeing the uh the Thanos memes that have been going around about everything in and Disney was, and it was beautiful yes have they been doing them about Disney I haven't seen any Disney ones oh man uh they anything that's been changed to something <laughs> else like let, let me guess maelstrom it was and it was beautiful maelstrom <laughs> uh 20,000 leagues under the sea oh fantastic it, it, yeah um yeah you need to send me uh, these let's... Uh, basically, uh, basically anything Epcot in general. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride taking over for um, Ellen's energy, and it's like, guys, as much as I enjoy, as much as I, the, I get a kick out great. of that, memes are great. Um, some of these things, the new stuff is better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and people that know, are, I'm with you. Every time the, somebody uh, said every, trafficking, yeah, being funny, but no. It was not, it wasn't funny at all. Like it, like as I got older and started to understand more of what I was looking at, I was just like, huh, that's really not a thing I want. I'm comfortable seeing like these women that are tied up, like being sold off to pirates. Um, the, uh, I'm trying to think of something that like got changed. Honestly, I can't think of a thing that got changed there. I'm just like, I don't like that. Like, I mean, people really didn't like the Janetiki room under new magic, under new management. I I liked it though. I hated that. I, I hated that. that ride. I hated be and and the only reason I hated that is because it it made sense at the end of the day. It made sense. However, you used two of the most annoying characters in Disney history to be your hosts. Oh, so I it's love like Oh, uh, see I I I uh, no, no, the voice I couldn't. But you oh, know in Gilbert, Japan I love Gilbert. I think Gilbert's hysterical, so. Oh. Uh, I, well, we will agree to disagree on that one. Uh, in Japan, it's actually Stitch who hosts the Tiki Room. What? And a giant animatronic Stitch comes up in the middle of the floor. There's a bit, the big part in the middle. He comes up in the middle and he's animatronic and he speaks in Japanese, except he says a few phrases that you can understand. Like he goes, oh, oh, Stitch. Because that's what they're Whoa, called there. Hold and, the phone. And at one point he goes, oh, like, and so, and he's so amazing because we're, it's we're not, we're not thing. overlooking the fact that your stitch voice is ridiculously awesome. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that was like, I was, whoa, you just transported me. <laughs> no, that was one of my favorite things. And he's got like a Hawaiian shirt and a lei on That's cool. and like, you couldn't understand most of what he was saying, but I was just like a huge grin from ear to ear because it was stitch and he called himself stitchy. Which they all call him Stitchy over oh, there. That's funny. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's probably one of my favorite tiki rooms outside of the original. Fantastic! That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, honestly, I prefer. And people are going to get really mad at me for saying this. I honestly prefer Frozen Ever After over Maelstrom at this point because it's a really good dark ride. Like I went on when you go on Frozen Ever After with people that have never been on Maelstrom, you appreciate how good the technology is like i went on with my parents my parents were enthralled by it um you know a couple of friends that i went to moonlight magic with it went on it for the first time and they were just like oh my god it looks like i'm in i feel like i'm in a cartoon right now like because the animatronics are so advanced and so good i i just i love it 
It's true. As a ride, and and this is coming from somebody who the Maelstrom is my childhood because when we went to Epcot, there were two worlds that were basically my childhood and it was Norway because my dad stayed in Norway for six months and mm-hmm. so he would take us to Norway and everything so Maelstrom was a huge part of that and Germany because my mom uh, was from German descent so those two for me those were my childhood right and so seeing such a big part of my childhood go away even though the ride itself was actually a pretty bad ride I mean the people animatronics didn't, didn't really go on it anymore like it wasn't really yeah it was only those of us who had some kind of emotional connection to right. it in one way or another. And I think that that's the, the overwhelming awe that you hear mm-hmm. is probably from hundreds of thousands of people who had some kind of emotional connection but didn't go on it when they went there, you know, or didn't or only went there a couple times. Right. I, I, you yes, know what? I, can, I think I can be pa- I can be patient with people based on that, um, you know, that assessment. Like, Zach, would you agree with that? Yeah, ro- um, rose-colored lenses. Then maybe be a little oh. bit more patient when I complain about Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, I baited you into that one. Yeah, well, the, the, the thing is, is like uh, your your heartache about Ryan Johnson and you just your heartbreak and how much you you hated episode eight. I already went through that with episode one. Yeah, with episode one. <laughs> yeah, um, I get that. I was a kid so, when episode one came out, so I, I thought... like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> were you trying to be Jar Jar, or were you Stitch there again? That was, that was Jar Jar. <laughs> that, oh, see, that sounded that like... That, that it was, was a really good was, Stitch Jar, and a really Jar, bad Jar Jar. That was Jar Jar Stitch. Yes. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Stitch Jar. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wasn't great. But, Jar 2-6. Um, yeah, I've, I've already had that heartbreak, uh, so I guess maybe as I've gotten older and as i've been able to uh step away um from my complete fandom and of course you have to remember my kids named after a star wars character yes which is awesome i was born in 1977 the first time i moved in my mom's belly was when she went and saw star wars i have a huge darth vader tattoo on my leg wow Uh, yeah our house (laughs) is covered in star wars stuff i mean it it, star wars runs deep in my family deep with me very, very much so. Um, we're not going to get in a huge conversation about what I think about it because you already know. But I know. It, yeah, um, I've already felt that heartbreak. Yeah, I get you. But I, I wrote remember, episode, you remember, you'll remember what I, I did I, say to you was, you know, episode one and all that stuff. Like they were playing with Anakin Skywalker and Padme and stuff like that. Who were, you know, weren't, you know, well, you know, Vader obviously being in the original trilogy, but like Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor, who I was not attached to, you know, in any way, shape or form. But when you start doing things with Luke Skywalker, that's when I'm just like, don't, don't mess with my friends. Like, uh, we could go on and on. We could. We could. I feel like I can do another hour with you guys because it's been really fun. But uh, we, <laughs> yeah. anything else about Halloween or are we good to go? We are literally good to go. 14 days yeah. and we will be there. I am excited. When we hang out, we should live stream in the uh, in the group. Yeah. Oh, all about it. All Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I am for that life. Yeah, I just are you guys going to do any challenges while you're here? Like any like, you know, park mm-hmm. challenges? Um, not a hundred percent sure. Uh, we might try to do the four park challenge again. Um, that was pretty easy last time. It was easy, but it took some 
getting uh getting over it took a couple days to because we did that the last day that is true right before we left four parks one One day day. snacks at each park different transportation to each park well i mean rebecca and i tried to do all the water parks in disney a couple weeks ago and um we failed at it because apparently uh when we got to animal kingdom we found out that cali river rapids had gotten struck by lightning oh no yeah but before that, so the the fake fire was real fire. Apparently, it was. Uh, before that, though, we ended up having to wait in line because it was not just water rides, but it was all boat rides too. We had to wait uh. in line for Navi River Journey. And let me tell you something: I want to redo our worst cues episode because that's got to be at the top of the list because it is the worst queue I've ever been in. Really, I've never done the standby queue before. We waited for an hour in that thing, and it felt like six hours. I was late. Yeah, because when we did Navi, when we did that, we did it very early in the morning. Yeah, it was like um, 45 and minutes. everybody was, you know, three hour line for mm-hmm. flight of passage, so nobody was really in the Navi River. So we pretty much walked through the queue. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was interesting looking with all of the ropes, and he I, did too. I was there in like like the super hot, muggy portion of the day. Like it's outside. It's it was just I did not like it. Oh, dinosaur it, was like that for us. Dinosaur, the dinosaur queue yeah. was also Animal Kingdom was always muggier there because of all the, yeah. the, you know, the plants and whatnot. Yeah, I was going to assume because of the huge amount of of flora there. Yeah. But um, it's always 10% more humid and mm. 10 degrees hotter at Animal Kingdom. But yeah. We're, we're going to try to do the water rides again one day soon. Uh, but we also are going to try to do um, – I came up with this actually just last night – I want to try and do every live show in one day. Hmm. Like not counting like special event shows, but like every live show, like Enchanted Tales with Belle, um, you know, uh, Beauty and the Beast live on stage, that little mermaid show with the laser lights that Pete hates so much, uh, all the way up. We'd have to close it out with Hollywood Studios because you have to end with Phantasmic. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Make sure you get Nemo. And Nemo the musical. Yeah. And it also means we'd have to do the bird show, which means I'd have to face a certain fear. But you just know. wear a hat. <laughs> wear a hat, and you don't think that'll be a bigger yeah. target? No, it'll block. Wear a hat with a big brim. It'll block the bird. Like, yeah, yeah so like it's Captain loops. America style with your shield. <laughs> the okay. Those one of those nineties hats. The... The, the bucket hats. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. What you need to go with is this full-on Mortal Kombat Raiden hat. <laughs> That'll that be great. Protect. That won't be culturally you, insensitive at all, I'm sure. You can get one of those, though. They have yeah, they one have of them those in Epcot. In, yeah, either in Epcot or in um, Animal Kingdom. Fantastic. I will I will look well, into that. If it's in Disney, it's not. it can't be culturally insensitive. Don't worry about it. No, of course. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So we ready to head out of here tonight? We're good. It's getting late. That's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week. It's Two Men and a Becky this week. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm sorry we could not answer your questions this week. If it makes you feel any better, we did answer them earlier. You just couldn't hear it. Uh, And, you know, thank you to Pete and Dave for recording with me earlier today, even though it didn't work out. We will be re-recording that episode sometime next week. Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you so much, Becky, for coming on. I love having you guys on. This was such a fun episode. I can't get over how much fun I had. 
Awesome. Yay, we, we did too. Yeah. Great time. Great time as always. Uh, folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics over there in Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or head over to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you are booking a trip to Walt Disney World, uh, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, or Universal Orlando Resort, check out our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave by reaching out to him at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Uh, if you're renting a Cribber Stroller in Walt Disney World, check out our friends at Kingdom Strollers. They will deliver a Cribber Stroller right to your Walt Disney World Resort. And if you are a college football fan who also loves a little whimsical Disney talk, check out our friend Dimitri Rivanos over at his show, Chewing Clock, which is over at the Armchair All-Americans Network, which can be found at armchairallamericans.com or on uh, Stitcher and, um, <clears throat> and um, iTunes. And for me, folks, my books are out and they are available on Amazon.com. You can find the Ross and Auntie series, a complete four-part young adult fantasy novel um, series, which uh, Zach's daughter has been reading. So Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, you can check those out. And also, for those of you that like a darker fantasy read, Winters of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel is also available. Uh, check all that out on Amazon.com. Just look up my name, Kevin J. Kessler. Um, all right. So, Zach, Becky, anything you guys want to promote? Anything you want to plug or... Uh, if you want to check out any of my uh, my cosplay stuff or follow me on Facebook, you can go to my page, and that's uh, Facebook slash Actrez, A-K-T-R-E-Z, and then the word fun, F-U-N. Awesome. Anything, Zach, the martial arts studio or anything? Uh, Guardian BJJ, Facebook.com slash Guardian BJJ Main. Brazilian, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Zach is a tap-out guy, so... Uh... Don't mess with <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us again this and any week. Uh, Zach, any closing words? Glory, glory, Man United. <laughs> uh, Becky, any closing words? See you real soon. All right. I will see you guys real soon in two weeks. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives, and we will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.